It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success. Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get said, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my God is raising a new generation of people. Hallelujah. I was so blessed. In fact, yesterday, I was so bored that uh, I didn't know what to do. But uh, these testimonies made me very happy. Yeah, so I forgot, I forgot about my boring things. Then uh, this morning, as I was studying the word, I was finding out how to just oppose certain five things I want to do together. So I had thought and thought through and I did not know how all of them were linked together. But suddenly the Lord opened my eyes. He gave me just one idea that will connect all the five. Yeah, which is my own testimony. But what I'm talking about is not sure. It's not sure. I won't explain. You get it. Yeah, but five major things that I have to do and how I did not see how everything connects until suddenly the Lord opened my eyes and he showed me how everything connects. So in the month of September, you will see that my preaching will uh, change. My teaching will change and the administration of the prophetic will also change. The Lord said it is September that he's about to uh, open the first chapter of my ministry. So, God will work. Hallelujah. I have other testimonies to share, but I'll share those ones on Sunday. I was just blessed to share these ones with you. Ask the person close to you that, where is purpose anointing in your life? Ask the person. Okay, so let's go. Dominion over poverty. I'm preaching one hour. One, dominion over poverty. Now I'm going to give you six uh, points. Number one, prophets are released for your deliverance and preservation. Number one, prophets are released for your deliverance and preservation. Prophets are released for what? Deliverance and what? Preservation. Hosea chapter 12 verse 14. Hosea chapter 12 verse 14 and by a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet was he preserved. That means that your deliverance your liberation is connected to the place of prophets and by a prophet was he preserved. That means that preservation is connected to the prophetic. It's so important. So as we are here going to pray concerning certain matters, financial matters, I want you to understand that 
there is enough grace to deliver somebody. Yeah, and there is enough grace for somebody to have preservation in the name of Jesus. Yeah, and as I'm speaking right now, I pray for somebody that may your business be delivered from the hands of the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus. And may you be preserved in Jesus' name. Yeah. So it takes the place of prophets to bring people to realms of deliverance and realms of preservation. Unfortunately, most prophets don't know the value on their own lives. So they wait for small, small boys and girls to measure them. You get it? But every prophet who genuinely knows where he stands, what he occupies, understands the value of what he carries. Yeah. So it's a scene for some prophets. They are trying to justify why they should be allowed to talk to some when people are talking. That's so low. That's so low. As a prophet, every house I have stepped into with my legs, something has changed there. Yeah. That is history. It's, it's the history. Um, was it yesterday? Yesterday I went to somewhere after East Legon, and we met a family. Very strict. If you look at them, the way they were doing them, I said, you will cry before we close. They were doing their things. By the time I started navigating from 2011 to 2016 to 2017, 18, 19, 20, the man was getting shot. Yeah, he was crying like a child. And the son was also, in fact, when I entered the son's case, looked at the mother like that, as if they discussed it a few minutes ago. Then I said, I'm coming back to this house for that testimony. When I was leaving, they said, God bless you. I know the value of what I bring. It's not something that, you see, me, I'm salt. When you add me to soup, it is. Yeah. Some people, they don't know what they carry. So it's like they need other people to validate their importance. Yeah. And it's actually a sign of lack of self confidence in the person that God has made you. You see, I'm not talking about. Um, over exaggeration of self. You get it. I'm talking about the correct perspective of what you represent in the sight of God that men should recognize and appreciate. But most people seem not to know it. And that's for prophets in particular. But for ministers of the gospel in general, I think most people believe or think or oppose that any corporate work is more respectable than the ministry, which is also a crime, a crime of thought. Yeah. A doctor is not compared to a pastor. A doctor's work is to mend bodies here. Okay? Try and save people from sicknesses and the people still die. But a pastor's work is to link people to God and not just, not just linking them to God through being born again. Showing them spirit values that will make them spiritually fit for life. Yeah. And there is no work like that. 
Not engineering doesn't teach that. Or physics. So, you see, generally, pastors are laid before every secular job. But when you come to among pastors, prophets have a special place. Yeah. God made it like that for a reason. Yeah. So, you see, when a man of God lacks confidence of what he brings on board, I'm talking about the definition of relevance. The person seems to always kind of beg the people to let them know that he's also a person who's trying to do something. So stupid. I did not come here to speak a lot of say stupid, stupid, but it's coming very fast. That's even just pastors generally. But a prophet, somebody who hears God, sees God. Oh, yes, his realm is different. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if prophets genuinely understood the value that God has placed on their lives, I'm sure that they would be uh, taking a different approach as to how much of a blessing they can become to the body of Christ. And not just the body of Christ, but to the world as a whole. So, God has wired your prosperity, he has wired your preservation, and he has wired your deliverance around a prophetic voice. That's so important. That's so important. And that is why you are here. If God is going to do something through the preaching, it is through my voice. If he's going to do something through the prayer, it's through my voice. If he's going to do something through the prophetic, it's still through my voice. Most of the things that God is doing, it's through me. You know, just that people don't, yeah, people are not strong to tell the truth. You know, but I don't suffer from falsity at all. Yeah. So as you are here, believe God that there is a word that is going to come from my mouth to change something in your life. That does it. That's it. That's it. That's point one. So when prophets come into the scene, preservation comes into the scene. Deliverance comes into the scene. Was it last week, Friday, that I was preaching like this? And the lady suddenly moved from where she was sitting. Remember? Falling down. I didn't have to lay hands. These are things I've seen now. Just through the preaching of the word. I don't have to stop. Yeah! Oh, no, don't have that now. I, I use my voice to pray, not to preach. Yeah. It's when I'm praying, I'm serious. But when I'm preaching, I'm cool. I don't need shouting. Yeah. Have you seen salt shouting in soup before? When you taste it, you see it's there. So, when prophets are released, they are released for deliverance. And they are released for preservation. I came to prophesy over somebody's life. That in the name of Jesus, any situation that has become a standstill, let that situation come to an end in the name of Jesus. I declare that somebody here, you have entered into a new realm of favor. I said you have entered into a new realm of favor. I said you have entered into a new realm of favor in the name of Jesus. Somebody say favor is upon my life. Mention your name. Say favor is upon me. Mention your name. Mention your name. Yeah. Wherever they mention your name, may you be connected to favor. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 
So prophets are unique people by reason of their existence. You see it? Yeah. Prophets are, are unique. In fact, if God allows you to marry a prophet, it's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't tell the truth. But prophets are. Let me say a very fantastic lesson. Yeah. That your husband is a prophet. He has God, sees God. It's not a joke. Yeah. It's not a joke. May God raise a prophet in your house. Why? And even if your husband is a businessman, may God cause him to be prophetic in the name of Jesus. Point two, poverty is a curse that must be dealt with. Poverty is what? A curse that must be dealt with. I wrote something here. I said, poverty is not a condition. It is not a situation. Neither is it an experience. It's a curse. Poverty is a curse. I'll show you through the reading of the scriptures how the curse of poverty has destroyed the lives of many people. But I'm praying for somebody right now that in the name of Jesus, if there is any situation like that in your life, let that situation be destroyed in Jesus' name. Did you come to church at all? I said let that situation be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Yeah, let me hear your voice. What is poverty? Poverty is ability to think but inability to do. Eh? Poverty is what makes the plan of the building eh, on the canvas be different from what they actually built. Are you following me? Poverty is the depreciation Okay, the depreciation of the beauty and glory of plants. Poverty is what makes people last minute change what they wanted to do to reduce it. And that situation that causes people to reduce the size of their vision the size of their assignment, that situation is a case. Yeah. So I will show you through the word how you should not uh, love, embrace, or in fact, live close to poverty. You should not. You see, most people think that the problem of Christianity is actually the devil. But when I begin to teach on the mystery of the new birth, I will show you how already every believer has authority over the devil permanently. But how a believer, even though he is over and above the devil, can live in poverty permanently in heavenly places. I get it. So the main thing that obstructs people from getting to where they have to get to as believers. It's not the devil. The devil has been dealt with. 
When Jesus died on the cross, he gave the final blow to the devil. Everybody in Christ is above the place of the devil. Above principalities and powers. But there are people who are above principalities and powers but don't have money. It may look like a complex situation but it is so vivid, so practical and so experiential for most believers. In fact, historically, one of the things that the church leadership and the tradition of the church has done against the prosperity of the church is the teaching that prosperity is the same as materialism. When prosperity is not the same as materialism. Now, when we say materialism, we are talking about a lifestyle that glorifies material things over all other virtues. But prosperity is the balance system where spirit, soul, and body prospers. So, in, in an attempt, eh, the devil has used leadership, tradition, and pastors, even books written, to steal prosperity from believers. In the name of prosperity is synonymous to materialism when it is not. When we say somebody is materialistic, we are saying all the person values has to do with physical things, house, cars. All the life of the person is for those physical things, food, pleasure, and all that. But when we are talking about prosperity, we are saying that the spirit, the soul, and the body of that person is working in balance. So follow. It is possible for a believer to live a prosperous life without necessarily becoming materialistic. Now, do you know that most people think that Christianity is, is close to Even though they don't say it. In fact, when you are talking about somebody who is a true Christian, you are likely to point to somebody who is poor. Follow me. Follow me. The same way when you are talking about somebody who is humble, you are talking about somebody as if they have thrown cat in the dress and the cat has torn the dress. That's humility. Eh? Right. But these are all falsehoods that have taken what belongs to the church from the church. Now I want you to consider carefully the names of people in the Bible. And whether they ended poor or rich. Now, when people talk about Hannah, they are talking about a woman who did not have a child. Is that not true? But did Hannah not give birth to someone? Which of these testimonies override the others? The mentality. That's what I said. Pray that God touches your mentality. So, for so many people, Hannah was barren. What's Hannah barren? Hannah gave birth to Samuel. And after Samuel, Hannah gave birth to many more children. So why is your mind telling you Hannah was barren? Because that was the tradition taught by the church. For you to run away from the reality of the place of prosperity that Hannah enjoyed. So was Hannah 
his friends. The Lord doubled his prosperity and gave him twice as much as he had before. Watch me, watch me. If you, if I say Joe, and what comes into your mind is poverty, it means that your mind has not been renewed by the exactness of the word, but by a certain tradition, a certain system of teaching that has robbed you from the reality of the gospel. What you have to find is to see the fullness of the message and not an event that occurred in scripture. So when the devil is attacking the church, he makes them to over elaborate a certain experience they had without letting them see how the person ended. So when you say, when you say Christian, they are talking about Joe. They are talking about Sarah. They are talking about Hannah. But Sarah ended with Isaac. Why is it that Sarah ended with Isaac? It's not your focus, but the fact that Sarah was married is a way to rob you from what is there for you. And the tradition of the church has marvelously been able to do so. That's why I said, pray that you get the right mentality as to what the word of God represents. That what you think or what you heard. Are we together? So give me another four verses. These are the poor people. So when they say, look at Job, it's as if when you are poor, you, you, you have a brother. But Job ended up having more than he had before. What happens to that context? When they say, look at Hannah, they are saying that look at somebody who did not have what she was looking for. But God raised the prophet through Hannah called Samuel. And God gave Hannah two other children apart You think that when you see the devil coming, you see him with horns. The devil was an angel. It, it is what we call the pseudo gospel. You see, taking parts of the gospel, representing it as if it is the whole of the gospel. Be careful. Be careful not to equate good life with hell. Because by traditions of death, when you see when you see a Christian living well, our mind is oh, is that the reality? Now, in every generation, in how many generations? Every generation the most successful people have been Christians. Every generation. Let me take it back. Every. Yet, it's as if the devil can bless people that God blesses them. It's as if the devil has the capacity to extend wealth to It's as if serving God is synonymous to being poor. You don't say it. But we think it. When they say, serve God. This is a poverty. 
poverty invitation. Why? Because anytime you see somebody who said he served God, you don't see proofs of prosperity in the person. So as you look at the person who claims to serve God, you say, no, this is not the God I want. Or at least I love that God, but I won't serve him. But there are people who have represented the fullness of the gospel, not part of it. What is the difference between these two? Mentality. So anytime you hear Hannah, don't think about a marriage. Anytime you hear Job, don't think about a woman. Think about somebody whose wealth could not be quantified. In fact, in biblical terms, the wealth of Job was greater than the wealth of Abraham. And the wealth of Abraham was greater than the wealth of Solomon. So, the Solomon thing that we say is people were rich among kings. Abraham was not the king. Abraham lived before Solomon came. And Job lived before Abraham came. And Job had many more. In fact, at the time of Job, there was no currency to trade. Like 10 cities will give you one sheep. Not like that. They were using sheep to trade sheep and goat to trade goat. There was no currency. It was not something they could have evaluated in monetary terms. It was so precious. And he had multiples and multiples of that. Serve God. Serve God. So when you hear Job, it's as if there must be source on the person. The person should not be able to pay for rent. To exemplify his life that he is a genuine believer, which is the devil's approach of robbing you. Let me say something that if a believer stays in poverty, it's an insult to the finished work of Christ. So let me show you that poverty is a curse. Deuteronomy 28 44. Let that curse be broken. I said, let that curse be broken. I said, let that curse be broken. In the name of Jesus. Ask the person close to you, do you want to be poor? Ask the person, have you been praying about that? Ask the person, have you been praying about it, that you want to be poor? still studying. Are you aware? Through 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 uh, internet, right? They are using Zoom, eh? There are other children who they are, they are done. When they say, go home, school, the lockdown, they, are, they were down with studying because they were poor people. That's it. That's all. Their parents could not send them to a school that had that system to transmit uh, information. So, irrespective of the prayers and the fasting we pray in the house, they will still not do well. Yeah. They may have to insult the president and he has to pardon them to continue writing. Forgive. Deuteronomy 28 verse 44. Are you there? He shall learn to you. You shall not learn to him. He shall be the head. And you shall be the tail. Say to Fiaqua. 
45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and shall pursue you. Have you seen that? Moreover means that in connection to all that I said, in summation to all that I said. So, there, there were five people that came. Moreover, two joined later on. That means that we are talking about an aggregation. The five was not enough. Now we are adding some. So, scripture said, he will, you will become a person who will be borrowing from another. What is that? Is that not poverty? Is that not poverty? Then when he was done with that, he said, you will not be the head, you will be the tail. Is that not the case of Africa? Is that not the case of Africa? Okay. Then he said, moreover, all these cases, as if it's not done, they will overtake you. They will be faster than you. They will come upon you faster. So, poverty is a case. It's a case that makes people become the tails of life. In fact, when you see people going to somebody's house and bending down, it's not a sign that uh, they are humble. They want money. You see old people talking to young people. You, they say ten times, please, ten times before they complete one sentence. It's not a sign that they are either Presbyterians or Ethiopians. They say, It's poverty. Because the person is afraid that if I lift up my voice or if I forget to use some of these words, I may not get the money. That's why he's bending. He's becoming the tail and somebody is going down. Not just ideologically, but even physically. You can see rich people and poor people walking and the poor person is talking and breathing majestically as the rich person. It does not happen. All of them have oxygen, but one seems to suffocate. It's poverty. Huh? And that poverty is a curse. It's the devil's way of robbing you from completing your purpose. That will not happen to you. I said that will not happen to you. So when we talk about prosperity, beloved, we are speaking about the plan of God concerning your life. Third John verse 2, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health even as thy soul prospers. Somebody say amen. So that is the divine intention concerning your life. And that is what your life must represent. Anything apart from that is a curse. And anything apart from that is not from the Lord. So I want you to recognize that poverty is not a condition. The condition that I'm in is a curse. It's not just a condition. Huh? It's not a condition. It's not a, 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 a philosophical condition. It's not, it's not a, a creation of the mind. It's a reality in the spirit that lays on people. That's how come you see that you can enter into a family irrespective of the number of kids in that house. Nobody seemed to break through. Nobody seemed to break through. What is that? It's a curse laid upon the house. If that situation keeps on like that, what happens is that you will have dreams, you will have plans, but you will never be able to get there. You see, the reason why you have to reject poverty as though you are rejecting a plague is 
that when you embrace poverty, it's impossible to do all that God said you will do. Because anytime God instructs you to do something, he has created the channels for you to have all the provision you will need to do that. But poverty robs you from that provision so that you cannot do it. So the devil is not fighting your pocket or your bank account. He's fighting your ability to fulfill that vision. Therefore, anytime you hear a prophetic word over your life, think about money. What's with money? That's why the Lord has opened my eyes. I have entered into a situation. I'm seeing even Tema, Tema, Tema. How you going? That's why I come clap for Jesus. So as I entered Tema, a lot of cars. And the cars were in your name. Then you are clapping for you. You don't understand. Do you know the price of one car? You think a, a prophetic word is an encouragement. It's a responsibility to define your future by reason of the money that is in your pocket. What does that mean? It means that if two people receive the same prophetic word, and one has money and one does not have the money. The one who has money, we will celebrate his testimony very soon. It's so dangerous. It is so dangerous to be poor. If there is a prophetic word, the Lord said you are about to buy a car and you have saved 30,000 already. You are looking for 1,500. Amen, I receive it. Now, within a week, it happens. That's the prophetic word. You to the Lord say you buy a car. Janvier. You to the Lord say February. You to the Lord say Avril. Yeah, April, near come. After October, September, November, December. Near can year back. Near say si fufuro. That say the Lord, it will happen. It's money. And the lack of money is the devil's attempt. To bring that colossal vision of God to a standstill. Most people don't have the right perspective of the vision of God and how that vision relates with their personal assignment. I'm not joking. I will say, money answered all things. Money answered how many things? somebody. And ask the person that how many things does money answer? Ask the person. Make sure the person answers you. All things. Good wedding, money. True or not true? Good engagement. It's what you meant engagement. More money. In fact, even good funeral, Nipanwe will get him. It's messy. Good school. When people hear scholarship, they don't know it means somebody has paid for it. Hear scholarship, what do you say? And then and then you wrote your name in the register. That's so dumb. Anytime you hear that somebody has had scholarship. It means there is a firm, a business, an institutional organization, or a person who has paid for it, paid for. I mean, it's paid for. 
It's, it's like paid like everybody has paid. Except that his case was paid for by somebody. It has been paid. It's paid, 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 paid. It's not free. Yeah, this man has said free. Praise the Lord. Somebody has paid for it. Regina was sharing her testimony. How they are paying 3000 every semester for their school. And she said that the woman said, I should enroll in the school for free. You think the woman will not pay? That's it. It's free for her, but it's been paid. Don't have any job. I want you to develop a personal like and uh, admiration and appetite for money. Because that's the only way you fulfill your vision. One day I will discuss whether Jesus was poor or rich. And I will show you by scripture, not by what you heard in Sunday school. By scripture. If you understand that this situation is a curse, a spiritual plague that undermines the vision of God for people, then you must know that you have to deal with it. Point three. In fact, Ecclesiastes 10, 19, a feast is made for laughter and wine makes merry, but money answers all things. Your money is an answer. Money is an answer. If you don't have money, you look like question mark. You look like where, how, when, what, and by which. That's how your face looks. Your face looks like the tradition, uh, 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 the five fundamental persons. Why? When you see a poor person, the face looks like why? Or since when? That's it. But money answers. Money is not a, a question. Money answers. I see somebody entering into that realm of favor. I said, I see somebody entering into that realm of favor. In the name of Jesus. So, if you keep saying, I will not be poor, but you believe that you will be poor, you are only confusing yourself. Because at the end of the day, as a man thinketh, so he is. Not as a man saith. As a man thinketh. So, if the truest reflection of your meditation is that you will be poor. In fact, some people do not say they will be poor, but they say they will not be rich. You see, you have embraced it. Okay. And the, the complexity of that khaki money is that those people become a burden. become a burden. You will become a blessing. I said you will become a blessing. Say I will become a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Money answered all things. Money answered all things. I prophesy over somebody's life that may you enter into strange money in the name of Jesus. Oh my God. Number three. Our position in Christ has given us when I talk about us, I'm talking about every believer. 
the right to be free from the curse of poverty. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Number 3, I said, our position in Christ has given us the right to be free from the curse of poverty. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. When you read Genesis 24 verse 1, Bible said, And Abraham was well stricken in age, and he was old, and the Lord had blessed him in all things. The Lord has blessed him. How many things? All things. So, if we are coming to receive the blessing of Abraham, then we are receiving the blessing in all things. You see, your ability is not just understand the word, right? Watch me. Our quest as believers is not just to comprehend the truths of scripture, but to see ourselves in the reality of the promises of scripture. Because you can understand something and still not see yourself in that. There are people here who understand French, right? Are you from France? It is possible to understand the language, but not to see yourself walking in the reality of it. So, when you are hearing these scriptures, and you are comparing them in your own Bible, and they are true, I'm not saying that just write it down as a hand. Have a pen. Now, the purpose is that, oh, okay, from today I see myself walking in this reality in my own life. It is at that point that the scripture becomes life to you. Either than that, you are not different from a Bible scholar. When you are coming every week to write 10 verses, 20 verses, 30 verses, oh, you are only compiling verses in your notes. The word must become life in your situation. When the word becomes life in your situation, it's not something you have just heard. It's something you have touched. It has moved from something they said to something you have experienced. Right? May God give somebody insight. So the blessing of Abraham has come upon all Gentiles through faith. Through what? That means that every believer must walk in this realm of blessing. It is your portion. Whether you say you receive it or not, it's still your portion. But you have to, as I'm saying, come to the reality of it. That, oh, if scripture says that by reason of the finished work of Christ, I should I partake in the blessing.
blessing of Abraham. Then from today, I move from my poverty mentality. I move from talking poor. I move from acting poor. To, what? to the reality of the world. That's how come so many people think that. Either pastors are not telling them something else apart from the scripture. Or that the scripture in itself is not powerful. But the scripture is the revelation of the word of God. Which is Jesus. And all power belongs to Jesus. But you, in order to move from the theoretical expressions. Or the framework which is written years ago. To having it manifest in your life, you have to see it in your own situation. So, when I pray for people who are sick, incurable disease, whatever it is, and they don't see themselves in the light of the fact that Christ has already taken their sickness, there is no way they will be healed. Which is not a sign that I'm not anointed. I have prayed for so many people who have been healed, all kinds of situations. But if you don't see yourself in that situation, it will not become the reality. I'm not talking about an imagination, an imagination uh, of your of your person. I'm not talking about a construction of your mind. I'm talking about seeing the reality of Scripture and embracing the truth of Scripture. That oh, this is what the Word of God said. Then this is who I am. Now, until you come to that reality, every preacher will become like ledger. And that is the reality I want to introduce to somebody this evening. That poverty is not something that you should like. In fact, if your friends are poor people, there is no way you'll be rich. Another day I'll come to that. I said, I have a bias towards intelligence. And I don't apologize for that. You see, if the people you are speaking with, talking with, feeding you, conversation and all that, are all people, short-sighted people. I want to build a house. How? I want to buy, start Uber. How? I want to uh, invest in Airbnb. How? I want to uh, invest in Facebook. <laughs> Which Facebook? How? Anytime you say something big, they say how? It's an expression of their own level of faith in what God can do in their life. Better run away from those people. It is impossible to follow a termite and become an elephant. It's impossible. And your association affects you even more than your church. That's why I encourage that make friends in the church to break your mentality and to break the way you used to think. Yeah. That it is possible. Young people, this one has a business, this one has two businesses, this one has done first degree, almost everybody first degree, masters, it encourages everybody else. Oh, child, it's working. Yeah. So the conversation, the narration changes to a pessimistic future or not even to a, an optimistic future but the reality of the world that's why I'm saying that when the word of God is being preached we are not talking about uh, uh, positive conversation we 
are talking about the reality of who the word is. And the reality of the word is truth. of new arguments can dispute certain facts. But truth prevails everywhere. Truth is principle. And I want you to come to that realm where you appreciate the truth of the word. That when God says that in all genuineness you have been translated from poverty to the blessings of Abraham, you should see yourself walking in that reality. You should see yourself walking in that realm. Praise Jesus. Therefore, every believer is designed to be successful, lacking nothing. Lacking how many things? I'm a believer, but the part of my life that God is testing me is that I'm not doing well in school. You are a shameful person to the cross. I keep asking people that if Jesus was your classmate, would he have been first or last? Are you not a Christian? Are you not of Christ? How can the root be first and the branch be last? How can you be the last and be the light of the world? Because as light, you set the pace. Eh? Is that not so? You are a pace setter and you are a trailblazer. You go ahead of people. How can you go ahead of people and be last? Eh? How come the one who got there first was the one who was last? It's impossible. When Christ died on the cross, eh, his mind was that I'm preserving a generation unto God that the devil can destroy. Devil cannot Do you see yourself in light of who you should be? That means that if you are a believer and you are in business, in that business, you should be ahead. Why? Because you must be lacking nothing. No. My God. So, I'm a child of God, but the place that God is training me and testing me and showing me things is my marriage. God said, even when I'm 60, I won't marry to prove his glory. God's glory. If you don't hear from God, how do you know what you are doing is in his glory? You, you have to find out from God that glory you have to find out from God. You know, unfortunately, like what people say that everybody has a purpose. You have a purpose in your life. Say I have a purpose. Then we say I have a purpose. Then we say point two. Ah, that's dangerous. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. Have you found it? That's the question. 
How will you find it? How have you found it? What detail? That's the question we should be asking. I have a paper. You say, you know, you say, we say, we say, point two. Believe yourself. It's not like that. What motivational uh, campaign will not uh, summarize all the problems in your life? Investigation into empire and discoveries will lead you to victorious. It's not something you just say and you move on. Lacking how many things? Nothing. Luke 22 35. You are the head in your class and you are always in the team. We curse that situation in the name of Jesus. So we say, it does not matter whether you do well in school or not. If you be rich, you'll be rich. Now listen to me. Watch me. Everybody watch me. Watch me. Look at me. Statistics. Just statistics. Okay. Empirical data. Has proven that 80%, 80, 80 of kids that were not intelligent in school don't succeed in life. In other words, it's only 20% of kids that were not intelligent in school that become successful in life. Do you know why? Because those whose fathers are down with it. Yeah. Whose uncles are Mark Zuckerberg and whose nephews are Bill Gates. Hmm? It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Luke 22, 35. And he said unto them, When I sent you without purse and scrape and shoes, did you lack anything? And they said nothing. Everybody who is sent by Christ. Everybody who follows Christ. Everybody who is a believer. Jesus is asking you, when I sent you, did you lack anything? Your answer should be nothing. That is the place he has made for you. Lack nothing. Yeah. Therefore, every shame in your life is coming to an end in the name of Jesus. I said every shame in your life is coming to an end in the name of Jesus. Point four. Poverty is an attitude of the mind. It's an attitude of what? mind, the mind. When you are poor, you are poor first of all, through or by the reflection of your thinking. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember any school where the best student was the close friend of the worst student. I've not seen some before. Whether in school I taught or school I attended. I've not seen some before. I have seen best students forming groups that are so discriminatory against people who are not studying. And if people who are not studying have the privilege of also forming groups, they will not add the best students. Yeah. Do you know why? Because your natural habitat, okay, is a reflection of the constituents of people who just think like you. They think like you. That's why they are your friend. What, what it means is that if you want to know how you think, look at your friends. 
keep refusing what they are saying and you are saying you don't agree to what they are saying, in no time that association will be broken. You know why? Because by corresponding effect, what you are saying is not equal to what they are saying. One must check out. But if you are still close to them and you still laugh with them and you are still okay with them and you have created convenience and comfort by association, you are just like them. Yeah. So I'm a drunkard but I don't drink. Go and find him in his room. Huh? All my friends are drunk about me. I don't drink. Go to his room. Groping in darkness, Isaiah chapter 4. You may be pretending outside that you are stronger, but your communication, your conversation will affect you. So say, what about Jesus? He was always in the house of a sinner. Did you see any sinner influencing Jesus? Be careful. Don't twist the scriptures. He had interactions with them to save them. He had interactions with them to transform them. And every time Jesus was in the company of sinners, at the end of that chapter, the Bible said, and they glorified God. Why? The person became saved. You say you are becoming a friend to change the person. How long? Call it back. How long? So, poverty, like I'm talking about association, is a reflection of your mind, your thinking. John 8, 32. Let's, let's be fast. Let's be fast. John 8, 32. Very soon I'll bring the message to an end. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Someone say amen. My God. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That means that freedom is a function of knowledge. Do you see that? Freedom is a function of what? Freedom is a function of what? Freedom is a function of what? Yeah. So, when when you, uh, 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 people in France and Belgium have met in uh, their country and they sit down and they use pencil, paper, and ruler to divide Africa. Okay? And they show the map to us. That's so see. This is Gabon. This is Gabon. This is what? Then we say Gabon. They say not Gabon. Ga, not Gabon. 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 This is what? Gabon. This is what? Congo. This is what? Congo. This is what? Congo. This is Ghana. This is what? Ghana. When people sit to divide us with ruler and pencil and show the to other. So we have divided. We have divided. We have divided. We have divided you. So stupid of people.
nti yada na namu aside ote yesu fe na abansu be na obebua e na enya yane na yane nze obebua mpa chede first ni ekobush ni th1 is godliness was it was not enough for they wrote the name of the empty honorable ata whatever whatever the second donated And as I'm talking, you are in a hurry to go and vote. Your case is different. Have you seen John Muhammad's son fighting at uh, what's the name of the constituency where they wanted to be the honorable judge? Ayawa so West Local, yes. Have, did you see John Muhammad's son there? Nanado's daughters. When your mind is pure, your life will be pure. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So, when you have knowledge, you enter into freedom. So, the independence of Africa was not determined by maps, nor British colonial powers, but by Africans themselves who woke up to the reality of who they were. Knowledge brought them freedom. That's the same way. You may be struggling with something that you have embraced. Embrace that. If you have knowledge of what it is in the world, you suddenly ah, everything is well. And one of those things is the case of poverty. The case of poverty. It would take discovery for a man to have recoveries. In the name of Jesus, may God open your eyes. From today, let the light of the word shine upon your eyes. And let the light shine upon your mind. In Jesus' name. Let me show you a verse that I think you will love. Even though it's not part of my uh, study. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4. Unfortunately, most people have... Uh, not read the verse as the Bible said, but they use their mind. Okay. Second Corinthians 4.4. 4. Are you there? In whom the God of this world has blinded the what? Blinded the what? Did you hear people say eyes? What did the Bible say? Blinded the what? What, what has the devil blinded? Is it eyes or mind? I said, what, I'm asking a question now from the scripture. What has the devil blinded? Is it eyes or mind? But when people hear blind, what do you relate it to? The devil can let your eyes be on and your mind be off. That's how poverty comes. Because That's why I said, let the light of the word come upon your mind. Huh? 
it is somebody's time for a turnaround. I said it is somebody's time for a turnaround. Point five. Prophets release you into your realm of manifested prosperity. Prophets are agents of God to release you into your realm of manifested prosperity. Hallelujah. And I pray for somebody right now that may you walk in your new realm of prosperity in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you shout a better amen, let it be you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. May you walk into that realm of greatness in the name of Jesus. Somebody say from today, I break every ties with poverty in the name of Jesus. Say I don't care whether my house is full of poor people. Say I declare from today that I break every ties, every relationship, every connection with poverty in the name of Jesus. Unfortunately, there are people when they enter into churches that are more comfortable, nicer, they don't like. It's not them. It's here. For some people, serving God means don't be happy. In fact, for some people, genuine service is persecution. Is the devil's attempt to rob you from the privileges that Christ has made available for you. Let the word become a reality. I said prophets are agents of God to release you into your realm of manifested prosperity. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody say, I can never be poor. Let me hear a voice. Say, I can never be poor. Let me hear a voice. I can never be poor. Let me hear a voice louder than that. Say, I can never be poor. Let me hear a voice louder. Say, I can never be poor. Just first the mentality. It is first a mentality. Second Chronicles 2020. 20, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. When the Lord Jesus manifested himself to me, KNUSD, Queen Elizabeth II Hall, room 690. On the bridge that Friday, this is what he told me. This is what he told me. Anytime I have shared this testimony, anybody who believes in this testimony himself will have a testimony. Because when Jesus appeared to me, he told me that anyone who believes in this testimony himself shall have a testimony. It has been week in and week out of countless testimonies. You don't need the 5,000 number of people before you can hear 
testimonies. As if they must be many for God to be able to pick. When you believe in his prophets, you will prosper. That is God. That is God's system. There are human beings that when they say something, it's not an opinion any longer. It is that God has spoken. Go and do it. Yeah. And when you walk in that reality of what they said, you see how things turn around. This you are, Mirabel's sister was sharing a fantastic testimony yesterday. I will talk about it on Sunday. You remember she was here the last uh, the last time she came here was a Sunday service, and I prophesied to her. I don't prophesy on Sundays, but I called her and I prophesied concerning her business, divine helpers and favor concerning. What she's saying is unthinkable. There are men that God has brought your way to change your life. And as a prophet, I am that person that God has brought your way to turn things around concerning your life. And to provoke a certain height of prosperity on your life. That's it. That's it. Somebody, receive that grace in the name of Jesus. So, when prophets are released, they are released as agents of change. They are released as what? Agents of change. Note that. So important. Agents of change. You cannot have an encounter with a genuine prophet and still be the same. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. Anytime you have an encounter with a prophet, there is something that will turn around in your life. Every time they say, you don't look like a pastor. You don't dress like a pastor. <laughs> I don't dress like a pastor. How do pastors dress? Yeah? Clerical, long, low. Praise Jesus. You want to see somebody who, are, who is dressing like a pastor or somebody who has results? Yeah? You see, let me tell you something so important. When you come into contact with any genuine man of God, eh, what will show that he's a genuine man of God are the changes that happen in your life. So we don't encounter a man of God and say, let me go and see what will happen. It's an assault in the office. Do you enter your headmaster's office to see whether he is there? It's an insult. It's an insult to approach a prophet to see whether he's a prophet. And when God releases prophets, he has released people who he has placed oil on for your own transformation. Yeah. I saw a message 18th, uh, June, 18th June last year. I opened it yesterday. A person sent it 18th June last year. I saw it yesterday. I'm sorry if I've not seen the message. But let me come to this message. And he said, when you prophesy to me, this and that and that has happened. And I was calling you to uh, bad body. I'm sorry. So I tagged it and I replied, I've seen it. So send whatever you want to send. Ah! You stand in prayer with people, they have faith. They believe things will happen. Things will happen. It is 
it's time for some things to happen in your life in the name of Jesus. What about the other pastors who don't talk about prophets? They say prophets are bad people. Prophets, they are not prophets. They are not prophets. Do you understand? That's why. I cannot deny myself that I am not a man. It's so stupid for me to say, hey, I'm not a man. As I stand here, it's not a man who is standing. What is standing here? Is he a giraffe? When you see people who are speaking some way about prophets, they are not prophets. If you want to hear what prophets want to say about the prophetic, go and find prophets. I say go and find people who are going to language. Go and find people who see God, they hear God. When they say God said, when you go and ask God, God said yes. That's it. Eh? When they talk about things that nobody can know on earth, hmm? it's you and God and your mother. It's so dangerous. Yet those people are human beings amongst us. Ordained, commissioned, anointed, and released by God as agents of transformation. It is time for somebody's life to turn around. Therefore, wherever prophets go, prosperity follows. Wherever prophets go, what follows? Prosperity. It is your time to enjoy prosperity in the name of Jesus. Somebody, if you lift up your right hand, let that grace come upon your head in the name of Jesus. My God. My God. So, when Elijah entered into the house of the widow of Zarephath, prosperity. Prosperity. When Elisha entered into the house of the widow, which did not have a child, she had a child and she enjoyed tremendous prosperity. Unfortunately, most people think that in the New Testament there are no prophets because they don't read the Bible. Yeah. In fact, the easiest way to prove that they are prophets is when you meet me or anybody like me in that place. Yeah. But before you meet me, you have to read the Bible. So let me give you one verse. Acts chapter 11 verse 28. Oh my God. Somebody's situation is turning around. There is somebody here that in the course of the week, something happened that you have been worried about, you have been thinking about. The Lord said he's taking away that burden in the name of Jesus. I said the Lord is taking away that burden in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter number 11, verse 28. Are you there? Are you there? And there stood up one of them named Agabus and signified by the spirit that they should, there will be great famine throughout all the world which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. I will show you the related verse. But I want you to see this verse. The, the man of God called Agabus signified by the spirit that there will be a great famine throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Now look at me. I'll, I'll show you the other verse, but there's something I want to say here. There are people who have been taught in their church or by a section that the fact that a prophet speaks is not that God has spoken. What is the meaning of that? When a prophet speaks, it's God who has spoken. 
You see, God speaks by the mouth of prophets. When you say when prophets speak, it's not God who has spoken. It's as if when prophets speak by the Spirit, when you ask God, God will say something different. When prophets speak by the Spirit, it's the Spirit of God that is speaking through them. It is the Spirit of God that is opening their eyes to the visions, to the dreams, to the conversations. Everything that they are doing under the instrumentality of the Holy Spirit is by God. Because the Holy Spirit is of God. It's like you want to hear from God about something and there is somebody who knows how to hear from God. That God has spoken to that person to speak to you about what you want to hear from him. It's the same thing. So when you hear somebody say, when a prophet speaks, the prophets, it's not as if when prophets speaks, God who has spoken. You don't understand. It's like when you are saying that when a teacher comes to class to teach, he's not teaching by the syllabus. When the teacher comes to teach, what is he teaching by? By slate. By syllabus. Damn you. He is teaching by an authority given him. When prophets are conversing with you, that was not by the spirit. But you are saying, Bisiki, how are you? I'm fine. This and that. I'm also fine. Oh, this and that. It's not by the spirit. But when I say suddenly, the spirit of the Lord has, there's not more. We have shifted. It's not the same person. The same person, the same voice, but the source of the information is God. When you hear some churches, they speak all kind of rubbish. When you hear a prophet speaking, he's speaking by the spirit. That's why Agabus, the Bible said, when Agabus was speaking, he was speaking by the spirit to let you know that it was not his own voice or his own communication. In fact, when a prophet speaks and you decide not to follow what the prophet said by the spirit, there is no way you will prosper. Because if it takes you 10 years to go to God, he will say the same thing about the same thing. Why? He spoke. If your father used phone to call you and he speaks to you, is it different from if he sees you and he speaks to you? If your father uses phone to speak to you, it's not the phone that is speaking to you. It's your father. That's how God uses prophets. That he speaks to them by the spirit. To you. So whether you meet God physically or you use phone or WhatsApp or Snapchat, it's the same. The methodology, the method, the approach may change. Why does it change the source of that revelation? Oh, prophets are not mates. Prophets are people whose ears are in the mouth of God to relay to you information from God concerning your life. And wherever you run to, you want to go and meet God. God will say the same thing. So, unfortunately, I've heard people saying that pastors, in fact, especially who are not prophets, or at least prophetic, they say that. So, if you are going somewhere and a prophet say it does not mean you should. What does that mean? It means you should. When you read the scriptures, you will see how everybody who disobeyed the prophetic voice died before time. When you say, Elijah said, tomorrow by this time, food will be in abundance. The minister of God said, it cannot happen. Even if God opens the windows of heaven, Elijah said, it will happen. You will be there, but you will not eat of it. It happened to him. If we match Elijah, Moses, eh, in line, you will see that the apostle appeared in the same place. So when prophets speak, it's God who has spoken. Come on now. Let me show you the relative verse. I 
Acts 21 verse 10. And I thank God so much that this is in the New Testament. Some of you who are under grace that we, we are under canopy. This is in New Testament. Acts 21 verse 10. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet called Agabus. A certain one. So I wanted to show you that the person who spoke by the spirit, that there will be famine, there will be hunger. They did not know him, but he was a prophet. That's why they said a certain prophet. Because he was not in their company. Come on. Agabus. New Testament prophet. Bible said, when he spoke, it came to pass under the time of Claudius Caesar. When the prophet speaks, it comes to pass. You see, let me let you understand something. When prophets speak, it depends on where you are standing. What, what will happen will happen. When the prophet speak and you believe, you enter into prosperity. When he speak, you, you don't believe, you enter into shame. Simple. And so many people have entered into prosperity. Have entered into abundance of favor by the voice of the prophet. And that is how God works. You see? In fact, if you see Jesus coming down today, you, you will say that, oh, he's a very wild prophet. That's what you will say about him. Because uh, every time he's done preaching, he's not finished the service. Bringing all the lame and the leper and the, this. Then he prays for them, then they are healed. He said, you don't go and sin. He said, when you were sitting down there, I saw you under the fig tree. Then Tender said, wow. He said, well, I saw you even there. And he said, you John the Baptist, I know you from here. That's the prophet. That's the prophet. Right? Many times Jesus preached the gospel. How many times? Do you see him preaching the gospel? He spoke about the kingdom of heaven. And he spoke publicly to people twice. And he was done. Talk about the disciples, kingdom of heaven. But what they knew about Jesus was that this guy was sent from God through what? Through signs and wonders following him. Any pastor who is void of signs and wonders, nobody should follow him. The proof that somebody is called is signs and wonders following. If somebody is called genuinely, you will see it. If you don't see it, it's not God. Hey, have you seen a cat who has two legs before? So if you see a cat who has two legs, what will you do? You run away. If you see a snake driving a car, what will you do? Come on now. By reason of how God has placed prophet and where he has placed them, you enter into prosperity so easily. So anytime God releases a prophet, people in that place, they prosper. Yeah. That's God's strategy. God knows your visions and your innovational ideas and entrepreneurial plans and your Big he knows that that's why he connected you to this place. That's his wisdom. To release you into it. Eh? If I stop preaching, po, I say Michel, for Michel, now you will still prosper. If I decide I won't preach again, won't open the Bible, I'll just say, Facebook Live. Ah, don't you see me? Mentioning dates and names of people. Describing people. Describing everything. Without preaching. And I've never sat on Facebook Live to pray before. Have you seen me pray before? Before I started service. 
And I don't pray anywhere. We are all here. How many minutes? 30 minutes. How many minutes? 20 minutes. How many minutes? 15 minutes. How many minutes? 10 minutes. Let's go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Then we have started. I don't pray anywhere. I'm a prophet before your mother met your father. <laughs> before your mother met your father. Come on. So when prophets are released, people enter into prosperity. The people who are connected to prophets but do not enter into prosperity have doubt in their own minds. Doubt from conversations with diabolical people around them. But whether you think the sky is blue or not, it won't change the color. Better think it's blue first. Huh? Am I speaking sense to somebody? Let's look at our last point and we are done. Prayer carries the power to release your prosperity. This is a young ministry. We started this church on 22nd December 2019. Uh, if you are talking about physical and structural meetings, we are entering into, we are in our fifth month and then this month and then will be our sixth month of meeting here. Yeah. And God is working. So you are welcome and you are invited once again to any other service we have. My goodness. Prayer carries the power to release your prosperity. Psalm 118 verse 25. That's why we are going to fire prayer. So that every bondage of poverty will be broken in Jesus' name. Somebody say a better amen. Now, the reason why I want you to be serious with the prayer is that already Africans are poor. Africans are what? More than 70% of Africans don't eat twice a day. Can you believe that? They don't eat twice a day. In fact, I was watching, uh, was it DWTV or uh, no, no, it was CNN. Ah, and I saw one guy in South America, Mexico, who was complaining that at the end of the month, his uh, uh, monthly uh, income is not more than $600 and he's suffering. I just changed the channel. I said, 600 what? And you are on TV to talk about it. That South America people, your government is weak. There's no six hundred dollars. That's almost three thousand five hundred Ghana cedis. How many Ghanaians are there? A month. This is Chebuyeku, Chebuyeku, Kaliko, 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 Kaliko. You tell me you come here, put your chain in your pocket. Now you put your picture, 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 picture. You hear people say. It's like index numbers. <laughs> it is like index numbers. It's not their fault. It's because of where they find themselves. Africa. Huh. There is no civilization that has gone through penury. Do you know penury? Yeah. Than Africa. Abysmal economic hardship. It's as if we are in hell. Just because of where we are born. Initially, when you send missionaries to Africa, they don't want to come. 
I don't, I don't, I won't go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. That's what they were calling here. Osu was hell. Elmina. Osu is hell now. Elmina. That's Africa. That's what you see people struggling very hard to leave this continent. Whether they walk through desert, walk through high waters, they don't care. Let me leave. Oh, let me leave. Oh, what is it? Poverty. And until this continent becomes self-sufficient, financially independent, we'll have people running like that. And I encourage people. I encourage. I don't discourage. I encourage people that when they have the moment to go, they should go. Your complex people will change. That's the reality. Same people born by God. We are all born again by the death of Christ. That's all God by the placement, geographical placement. So, you, you are here. You don't even have passport. We are going to pray and you are sleeping. The witches in your family, they are stronger than Jack Chan. <laughs> they are stronger than Rambo. How can you be sleeping? Yesterday, one of my sons sent me a message. He said that if Bill Gates themselves, Mark Zuckerberg them are sleeping at dawn, how can he also sleep? Because these people who are rich and successful, they are the ones who can sleep. Now he's so surprised that so many people are asleep as he's awake. I said, that's the, that's the struggle for life. Okay? And we sleep too. Oh, we sleep. We enjoy sleeping. Anytime you see laziness, poverty, they are all together in Proverbs. The poor shall say, there is a lion outside. A little sleep, a little slumber, and poverty will take you. Poverty and sleeping are neighbors. And the curse is already laid by the devil. That because you are born again, you are free from that curse. Better maintain that beat and have dominion poverty, especially in Africa, especially in Africa. In Africa, where people are going to give birth, people die like sheep. For, give, for, for being pregnant. It's as if it's a crime to be pregnant. How many times do you hear people dying of uh, child delivery in America? You hardly hear that. When you go to the Scandinavia, Norway, Denmark, don't be sad. That's the reality. Don't be sad. You will see people, they don't die. People are 85, 95, they are strong, they are walking. Psalm 118 verse 25. Are you there? Psalm 118 verse 25. Bishop Boyer the post said, when he was studying the books of Kenneth Copeland, Apostle Kenneth Copeland said, the Lord opened his eyes and he saw the revelation behind prosperity and he shouted, I can never be poor. 
as a pastor. He said, I can never be poor. He's so rich. He's so blessed. There are people in this church who are poor. Psalm 118 verse 25. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. Send when? Send when? That is prayer. Prayer. You pray to receive grace to prosper. In our Africa, don't let me change the equation to African Christology or African contextual we need a lot of prayer. Hallelujah. And we are going to pray to have financial breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Somebody say a better amen. I'm done preaching, man. Will you clap for Jesus? Yeah. Amen. Lift up your right hand right now. Let us pray. Say in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Say in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Say in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Say in the name of Jesus. Say as I pray, I pray, I declare, I declare right now, right now, any spirit, any spirit of poverty upon my life is coming to an end. In Jesus' name, clap your hands. Let us pray. Get serious. Get serious. Pray. All power belongs to you. Clap your hands. Get serious. Listen to me. You don't need a lot of strength in life to succeed. You need a lot of sense. Enough sense will make you succeed. Not strength. Enough what? Enough sense. And one of the things that makes sense is money. Is what? Money makes sense. Money makes sense. After every discussion and deliberation, what will make sense that will decide which direction we are taking the project? It's money. It's money. One of the most complicated situations is to be brilliant and be bankrupt. Be intelligent without investment. It is the most complex situation because within you is trapped the potential of releasing a grander idea that could change the world. And the capacity. Charlie, I want us to be a church where we are wild on money because money will contribute to vision. I want us to be wild on money because money will influence the assignment. Maybe as you join this commission, all the things you are hearing is against what you used to know. It's a sign that God is changing your thinking. It's a sign that God is changing your thinking for a certain realm of transformation. My goodness. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word, accept it, adjust to it and apply it. 
your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed.